the galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here tonight with Austin. How's it going, Austin? Hey, it's going pretty good. Yep, it's uh, it's Monday night out here. We all survived, got through the other side of the Facebook outage of 2021. For now. Yeah, the first Facebook outage of 2021. But uh, luckily, Warhammer community wasn't down and they gave us a lovely little uh, exemplary battle for the Horus Heresy again. Yeah, I'm really liking these. They're they're delightful. Yeah, they scratch that itch, that little drip feed that we've been begging for for a while now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this one is uh, Night Lords and Ultramarines, the defense of Sotha. Yeah, right out of that book. So again, really cool. Uh, this one here, uh, I said talking about the Battle of uh, Sotha from the Horus Heresy novel Pharos. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Which and, uh, is, I haven't like I haven't reread it as much as I've reread some of the other ones, probably because it was kind of late, you know, uh, in the series, uh, and it's just so much to get through to like get back to it. But it is a super good book. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, one, they gave us the Atramentar. Yeah, Atramentar. Atramentar. How do you pronounce it? Who knows? Pull up this PDF here, which I I really like. It's been a nice little. Uh, Pleasant surprise to have these little exemplary battles show up. Yeah, there's something that I've I've been wanting kind of throughout the whole ever since 30k became a thing. Yeah. You know, like I appreciate that they take their time with the black books and that it it takes forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like cognizant that that takes forever. Yeah. Um, but part of me kind of wishes that each black book had taken another month or two uh, because they had somebody like popping, you know, one of these out every three or four weeks mm-hmm. just to keep us, you know, keep things fresh. That's, that's a lot of lore there too. Mm-hmm. That is true. There's a shit ton of good lore. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Pages and pages of it for each one so far. No, I was about to say, what's interesting to me is I don't think I haven't read the fluff for this one all the way through. I read mm-hmm. the other one and it doesn't seem to just be like a copy and paste from anything out of the black books or anywhere else that I can tell. Yeah, so I don't even think they, the, I don't think they talked about Sotha. Yeah. So Yeah, so like even though the story is kind of known, you know, if you've read Pharaohs, yeah, they go into a, a few, little more detail a few from little a, nuggets that I don't recall from the books, is some it's just nice historical perspective too as opposed to, you know, narrative yeah, first person, third seeing person it live, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yep, the new unit for this particular PDF is the Night Lords Atramentar squad. For yeah. The, for, so, <laughs> so the Night Lords Atramentar squad, we're going to go right into it. Uh, first and foremost, it's an elite unit. As uh, composed of a base of five models, four Atramentar, and then a f- one Atramentar Trucador. Trucador? Trucador. Trucador. It's, it's Latin, and God, this this proves that history majors can find jobs. <laughs> um because it it's a Latin word 
Uh, that means I slaughter or cut to pieces or kill in a cruel way. Oh, well, right on the nose then. Right? <laughs> yeah, so the unit, they are uh, infantry, infantry character for the Trusador, with a stat block of weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 1 wound, initiative 4, 2 attacks for your base Atramentar, and 3 for your Trusador, and leadership 8 and 9 respectively as well. They come in Tartarus pattern Terminator armor, so we have the 2-up, 5-up save. War gear, combi bolter, a power weapon of any type, which is cool. Uh, again, the Tartarus pattern Terminator armor, teleportation transponder, and trophies of judgment. They have special rules for Legionus Astartes Nightlords, Implacable Advance, also really nice, Cloaked in Murder, which I guess, well, yeah, all Terminators have Implacable Advance, so still nice, but Cloaked in Murder and uh, Sworn Loyalty. So, Cloaked in Murder, any successful charge made against a unit that includes models with this special rule and that is not already engaged in combat counts as Disordered, which is... This is so good. That's really handy, especially against Terminators. Especially against the Tartarus Terminators, because... Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of your standard plan, right? What do you do when you see Terminators? You drown them in bodies, right? Yep. Yeah, if you don't have the Bolter Fire, you drown them in bodies. You you charge them with a bunch of Gray Slayers that get freaking four attacks in the charge if you do it right. Or they're disordered, and you just can't possibly do it right, because they're disordered. Or, you know, hey... That other nasty Terminator Death Star, you know, it decides to jump you. Well, no, no sweat off your back, right? They're disordered. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I super like that rule for them. Mm -hmm. uh, they, their other ones, Sworn Loyalty, uh, Night Lords, Atremitar squads may be selected as troop choices in any detachment that includes Sevatar but only if Sevatar has been chosen as the warlord for that army and count as Legion Terminator squads for purposes of the master of the Atremitar special rule. Okay. Uh, in addition, Atremitar squads are no longer scoring units for the purposes of capturing objectives should the warlord of the army they are part of be removed as a casualty. Because it's embarrassing when you don't do your job right, <laughs> even for night lords. Yep. They all freak out and start pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. Or start plotting murders to see which of them is going to take over next. Yeah, exactly. So let's dig deep into these options they can take. And the first one is... First one's uh, huge. Yeah, first one's huge and unprecedented. This squad may take up to 15 additional Atramentar for 30 points each. <laughs> up it's, to 15. A 20-man Terminator squadron. It's so many, Jesse. It's so goddamn many. It's so goddamn many. And sounds fun as hell. Yeah. I... If you play Centurion, watch out. <laughs> Look out for this. Yeah. And just, like, shove them in a Mastodon. You can finally fit one whole unit in a Mastodon. It is expensive, though, right? If you have 20 of them... Oh, this is your Death Star because it's 720 points. Yeah, if Just you don't take any other options. Base. But that is 20 Terminators with, you know, whatever power weapons you care to give them. Like, it's a solid investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to mention they have trophy, trophy, trophies, excuse me, of judgment. So they give fear. Mm -hmm. 
And while it might be risky, especially with 20 men, you can teleport them. Hey, man, just have somebody on the other end with a nuncio box. It'll be fine. Get a nuncio box, get a, you know, a command rhino, which is sweet. Uh, Then you can keep strike for within 24 inches without scattering, which is Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And command rhinos are cheap. Yeah, 100 points. And you get a little deep, you get a little uh, orbital bombardment there for kicks, too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. Uh, And I think, like, even though, like, 720 points, that's a shit ton of points. Yeah. Um... Technically speaking, cheaper than getting 20 Terminators any other way. Probably. Well, yeah, I have to do the math, but. Uh, I don't think there are other Terminators 30, cheaper than 30 yeah, points each. Yeah, 30 points for a Terminator, and they already, and like I said, they come with trophies of judgment and teleport transponders. That seems like a steal to me. Well, and then it's just the fact that, like, you're not paying that base cost, right? Because that 270, uh, hold on, doing math, means that. The five of them, if you just take a five-man, they're 54 points to Terminator. Yeah. So, so get your, dis- get your discount. massive discount. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what did we just say? That was seven... Oh, God. Math 720, I want to say it was. 720, right? Yeah. Uh, I did the math this morning, but I, I've forgotten it. I believe you. We all believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings their cost down to 36 points a Terminator if you if you have a 20-man squad, uh, which is kind of a steal, mm-hmm. right? Like most bespoke Terminator squads, I feel, are running somewhere in the 40s per Terminator. Ooh, I don't know if uh, they're like that expensive. I know some of the 30, more uh, the fancier 30, Terminators can be, but... 35 to 40. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> just go straight for it. Um, <laughs> it's really good. And what is, I don't, and I, I wish I had the rule in front of me, but I'm too lazy to go get up and get my friggin' book. Uh, <laughs> for Pride of the Legion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do these, do these count? I'm pretty sure, because I think there is some stipulation there, but stand by and I'll be able to tell it's, you here. Yeah, like I, because I'm not entirely I've sure usually, how that rule is worded. Yeah. It's usually been, you know, if you have special Legion Terminators, you can use them in place of them. But let's see. Mm. I don't even know where I can find it anymore. Let's see. Here we go. Pride of the Legion. Yeah. So Legion veteran tactical squads and Terminator squads are troop choices in in the force. And units of either of these types must be selected as the force's compulsory troops choices. This also includes any Legion-specific Terminator squads, which are also elite choices. That sounds pretty uh, black and white to me. Yeah, no, that's that's solidly in. Uh, so let me see here. So if for some reason you didn't want Sevatar. So I've got a fun story for you. Yeah. Uh, so call them seven hundred and fifty points a squad. You know, give them give them a little bit, a little bit of summon something. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gone through all the uh, options yet, but go ahead, keep going. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, that means that you can bring three of them in a 2,500 point list uh, with 250 points plus, you know, another like 60 of yeah. playing around money uh, yeah. to stick that Primark in there. Primark or Praetor? <laughs> uh, maybe either one. How, how much is, uh, how much is good old Night Haunter? Uh, probably not 250 points. I imagine he'd be a lot more than that. Ah, uh, but he's garbage. <laughs> either way. 300s. Anyway, either way, yeah, I, I don't, and I wish I'd, 
bothered to look up like Sevatar's points. Uh, we we started recording this right off the cuff because we were like, yeah. oh, we can finally talk to each other after six hours. Quick. We got excited. Facebook <laughs> is back. Quick. Set up a podcast meeting. Yep. And everybody write down their goddamn phone numbers this time. Ugh. <laughs> it's all going on a Rode Rolodex. Mac had it right. Just an actual physical Rolodex. Nobody's hacking that. All right. You know your name and phone number in all sorts of different places on the internet already. Yeah, but when the internet's down, you'll never find it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but yeah, so they've got some other fun stuff. Uh, for every five models, you can exchange your combi bolter uh, for either a heavy flamer at 10 points or a reaper auto cannon or plasma blaster at 15 points for both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, your your fairly standard your termi upgrades. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then... Any Atramantar and or the Trusador may exchange their combi bolter for a combi weapon for seven points or a Volkite charger for seven points. Uh, combi grenade launcher. Which is great. Times 20. <laughs> and just be a complete dick about it. <laughs> I mean, you could be a big dick about it. Yeah, Jesse. Um, but you know what? I'd also shove a couple of combi flamers in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to add insult to injury, if somebody tries to charge me, like ah, you're disordered. P.S. Take fire. Uh, yeah, throw I, a couple of melts. I would spend in the there. extra three points and get the heavy flamer. Personally, yeah. yeah. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, if I'm if I'm worried about that, right? Just for some extra fu. Yeah. <laughs> um, some combi melta, not really for anti tank because you got twenty terminators. It feels a waste to have a couple of combi meltas in there. Um, but to give like appear equivalent a little taste of something before you get into combat right like, right if you got some particularly yeah, nasty elite unit some, coming at you you can some cataphracty or death sworn you want to you want to take down a couple of before things get started some character hq unit you just want to instant kill just for the laughs yeah fuck that guy <laughs> mm. yeah then they also have you can get the nostrum and gla- chain glaive for free which is nice power fist for five lightning claw for five each uh, like yeah, chain fist for ten points, and a thunder hammer for fifteen. And yeah. yep, the Atramentar or the Trusador may and or the Trusador may exchange both power weapon and combi bolter for a pair of lightning claws at fifteen. And the Trusador may take the following: a grenade harness for ten points and a headsman's axe for ten. You wouldn't happen to have uh, the Night Lord stuff up to tell me what a headsman's axe is, huh? I know it's nasty. I've been trying to do that in between talking. Damn, I, I, thought, yeah. I thought I'd given you enough time. No, no. I'm paying too much attention everywhere else. But yeah, I do know the Headsman Axe is really stupid. Because I was I remember looking and like, oh, my my Tyrannic Greatsword, that's not as cool. Oh. Headsman's Axe, strength times two. AP3. Okay, so they're both AP3. Melee, two-handed, rending. Okay, like so this that. one has rending. And it's a strength... Eight weapon effectively. So instant death for most part. I do like that. I like that. And uh, the Nostrum and the Scythe, since I assume you're right there. Uh, the Changlave? Or, yeah, the Changlave, sorry. Yep, strength plus one AP three, melee, two-handed, and rending. Got for free? Yeah. That's, That's almost like the better choice that might for be a the lot move, of uh, right? power weapons. Like, do that and maybe like a couple of thunder hammers for if uh you know just so they can't get tar pitted by dreadnoughts yeah just 
Yep. Or a Give the Trusador a headman's axe and just go to work. Yeah, with 20 <clears throat> models. Good. All right, let's... Uh, no, I don't feel like doing the math right now, but you could start racking up some serious points if you really want to get fancy with it. But the Strom Changlave is for free. Yeah. I feel like that would be the majority of your weaponry on that crew. Yeah, so like... Hitting that strength five, AP three with rending, you're mm-hmm. you're gonna make most infantry units have a bad day. Yeah, and like stick, you're probably looking at forty points of upgrade. Well, fifty, you give them the grenade harness, right? You got to do that. Yeah, um, and then a couple of thunder hammers because that should be sufficient to handle a dreadnought that yeah. you know jumps you're, out at you. You're looking at around eight hundred points if you want to get a nice. Yeah, solid if you want to go crazy, for twenty man squad. For a 20-man squad. But I think uh, 760 is like a very doable, right? Couple of Thunder Hammers, Headsman's Axe, Grenade Harness. And get an Apothecary just for the sheer lulls of it, too. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> God, that's that's another hidden hidden cost saver of taking 20 Terminators in the squad, right? Like mm-hmm. Normally, that would take two Apothecaries, but now you do it for one. That's, that's a good point. Whew. Yeah, I like these guys a lot. I like him a lot. Steven's already talking about doing them. Sure he is. <laughs> Which you were a fool to sell your other night lords, and now look at you. Yep, now how Caro has all of them. <laughs> now Caro has them all, and she's 40 Terminators and Sevatar away from making us all regret it. It's true. The collection only grows. <sighs> but yeah, very cool unit. I know if I was a Night Lords player, I'd be pretty happy with that, but yeah, and again, and I don't ask for much these days. I'm not a very picky person. So, Also, speaking of not asking for much, uh, so GW does not appear to be doing uh, bespoke models for these. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be a thing. Um, but it looks like they took a guy – was it was it Instagram that these were posted before? Um, potentially, but from what they said in the, uh, in the box, it does say they were built and painted by members of the studio staff. So it might have been a studio people. Yeah, actually, studio guys, Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's a converted, well, the one unit is very basic, right? There's two Which, sets of conversions. Nothing wrong with that. Lord knows. Uh, I do like a good basic Terminator myself. But these other ones, they've got the Night Lord Terminator kind of upgrade kit going on. or um, The content. And then, yeah. And then one of the pauldrons is a, a Sigmarine pauldron, and it looks real fucking good. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I never really looked too hard at those pauldrons, but honestly, they fit pretty well. They're slightly big, but honestly, if you're going to be an elite unit, you're going to have a big pauldron. Yeah, right. Like World of Warcraft was based on GW stuff, like, and it shows, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, which is which is also great, right? Because now it's just go forth, Night Lords players. You know, hell, you had twenty friggin' Tartaros Terminators sitting around because you just thought they were cool. Go for it. It's your lucky you day. Can, you can run them as a Tremitar now, and nobody can say anything because they don't have models. And there's also a really cool little mission. Yeah, let's see here. This Sothopolis Burns legendary mission. Yep. So this one, yeah, this one, it's just a single mission, like the last one where it was uh, three missions, which uh, one of my friends, uh, Michael, came by on Thursday last week, and 
I used some of uh, Karo's Alpha Legion, and he had his own uh, Imperial Fists uh, army, and we played a little bit of the first mission, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Yep. It's nice to have an actual, uh, you know, bespoke units to actually play in the mission, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't. He did not bring any of the, uh, the Husk Girls yet. Well, might be saving that for next time. Or that's the problem when you have to go you know, <laughs> round three, get a whole new unit together. Yeah, yeah. Got to get storm shields and Tartarus. Mm-hmm. I guess they can take any one, right? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't don't hold us to that, listeners. Yeah, but yeah, for this one, uh, mission is honor and duty, and it basically depicts the last stand of the Ultramarines at Attican Square against the Night Lords. So you have Night Lord's player as attacker and Ultramarines as defenders. And a defender must take one fortification choice and may take more than one if their force if their chosen force organization chart allows, which you don't see the use of fortifications very often in missions. Yeah, which is a shame because I I do like that for a flavor thing. I do like a good fortification. Yep. Sometimes I put my warhound on top of them. <laughs> Uh, setting up the game. So let's see, this plays on a six by four. It's got the, uh, got a weird, like a Chevron. A she- yeah. Chevron yeah. deployment zone. Uh, it's like the attackers comes. So it's from the narrow board edges. The attacker gets 12 inches and then the deployment zone comes to a point after that yep. to the middle of the table. Uh, then there's a 24-inch gap between that mm-hmm. zone and the defender's deployment zone. Yep. So the defender's is kind of like a inverted, not inverted triangle. It's fucking weird. Go yeah. D- download yeah. it. Yeah, Don't, it's free. It's free. It's free. It's fine. But it's, it's an interesting deployment. I haven't seen that very often. Yeah, it's a very non-standard deployment zone, which I'm, I'm a fan of, right? Like, I've been playing this game a long time, been playing 40K a distressing amount of time. Hmm. So I like a weird deployment zone every now and then. Um, and then they give you some advice for the terrain for it. Yeah. Which I think um, is really cool. How to yep. make it a narrative, which is pretty neat. Uh, it says the defender's deployment zone should represent a sector of the Attican square itself, uh, with enough clear space to allow the deployment of fortifications and an imposing piece of terrain, such as the, Battle Sanctum Battle can Sanctum. be used in conjunction with other terrain to represent the point of the Defender's Last Stand. What was the Battle Sanctum? Um, that's the, I was going to say that's the big building one. Um, oh, it is. It's the one that really narrowed came, down. They actually, it's the one that uh, has the giant sister of battle in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, uh, that big thing. <laughs> yes, the big thing. <laughs> that big thing. <laughs> I know okay. we're, we're doing a great job of describing this. Um, and then the rest of the battlefield should be sort of urban blown to hell kind of terrain, uh, which let's face it, every nerd with a gaming table has. Yeah. Everybody's got ruins. It's nice. Everybody's got ruins. Every FLGS has ruins. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, then standard, you know, roll to see who goes first. Uh, the attacker may deploy up to half their units as normal uh, for every other unit. Roll a d6. On a 1 to 3, they can be deployed as normal. On a 4 to 6, they must enter reserves, which is interesting. Because then once the game begins, 
units. The attacker should make reserve rolls for units of different types in the following order, starting on the indicated turn. So from turn two onwards, just troops and fast attack on turn two. Uh, turn three onwards, you then add elites, HQ, heavy support. Uh, and then on turn four, everything comes on automatically that hasn't showed up already. Um, so it's a little hurtful. Because, uh, um, you know, normally things are kind of everybody's on turn three and most stuff is on turn two, mm -hmm. right? Uh, especially if you're banking on those reserves. You know, it is interesting. Have a command rhino, have something to manipulate your reserves a little bit, make sure everybody gets in in a timely manner. Um, we'll say and with this one, you get to deploy half your units in the force. It's by units, not by points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can still choose whatever units you want as that half, which helps out. So Yeah, it's true. You so may you want can, to throw all your elites and HQ in front. Yeah, just deploy your heavy support, elites HQ on the table, uh, and then hope your troops and fast attack come on early. And then when the attacker's reserves become available, they interplay from the attacker's table edge. So they got a long way to go. Because mm -hmm. again, playing on short the short edges. Uh, and then first turn, the player who deploys first also has first turn, just like normal. And then it uses variable game length. Maybe another reason to have the uh, Adormentar have the uh, deep strike rule or the teleportation <laughs> transponders. Just for this mission. Nothing says F you like Terminators <laughs> deep striking in turn three. Yep. Turn two. They're troops. Oh, yeah. You bring seven. They're troops. Mm -hmm. Or part of the Legion. Yeah. Ooh, nasty. Delightful. Delightful unit. So yeah, victory conditions here. Vowing to take no backward step, the defenders choose to make their stand and cut down as many of their assailants as they can before they themselves fall. The attackers have no such noble goals and simply seek to slaughter and desecrate those that stand before them as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's a killing game. One victory point for each friendly scoring unit that is wholly within a defender's deployment zone at the end of the game. Yep, and then the defender scores one victory point for each enemy unit that has been completely destroyed. Okay, so the, yeah, the I, I, that's kind of weird. They say that, but the attackers, their primary objective is for the attackers to get in there into the zone, not for killing. So I take that back. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they're but the defenders is all about killing, which could make it also difficult if you do take a twenty man Adamantar squadron and all that killing, killing for one victory point. After you defeat yeah. that 20-man squadron. Nuke this 20-man Terminator squad with an apothecary. Uh, congratulations, you've scored one VP. Yeah. Hope you didn't miss any, because guess what? They've deep-struck into your into your deployment zone and are scoring one VP. Uh, yeah, I, I, guess it all, I guess that is the balance. You get that 20-man yeah. squadron still only one worth one victory point. So That's true. Uh, and then the standard units falling back at the end of the game and units that are not on the board count as destroyed for the purposes of the mission. Nice. Uh, then there are some secondaries. Slay the Warlord, First Blood, kind of normal. Uh, last Man Standing, the side with the greatest number of surviving units at the end of the game, gains an extra VP. That's, That's fun. fun. That's fun. And Hold Fast. For each additional turn after turn four that the game continues, the defender gains an additional victory point. If at the end of the game, the amount of victory points is tied, the defender may claim a Pyrrhic victory if there are any friendly models, not including fortifications, remaining in their deployment zone. And it also includes night fighting and reserves. That. That's, this is actually a pretty fun mission. I'm not super huge on the actual layout of the deployment, but I would definitely play this type of game 
Yeah. And, and it also doesn't necessarily imply anybody has to live through it. Oh, no. They expect slaughter. Like, if the game goes until turn six and you're the defender and you've killed all but two of the enemy units, guess what? Pyrrhic victory to you. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, yep, variable game length rules. So. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun one. I mean, rough if the game ends on turn four, uh, rough if the game ends on turn six, you know, depending on whose side you're on. Yeah. Um, but certainly an interesting one. And I, I do like asymmetric missions where yes. you know, everybody's not trying to do the same thing. That's as, as I've become an old grognard in my gaming, uh, I appreciate more and more scenarios where the attacker is trying to do X and the defender is trying to do why mm -hmm. rather than both sides roll up and like, all right, well, let's kill points or, <laughs> Hey, you know, claim these four objectives or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Just leads to more thinking. God knows we have enough of that. It's true. Book learning. That's what it's all about. Stay in school and you too can figure out how to beat 60 a Tremitar in a 3000 point game. Typhon siege tank would like to say hello. <laughs> Right. Well, they're deep striking, so they'll be a good target. Yeah. Provided they don't bring those multi-melters with them when they come in. Ugh. Yeah. I might as well just take out the, uh, oh, what do I have? I got the Typhon sitting there, but I have the Falchion too. Mm -hmm. That's one why day, you bubble, rank, bubble wrap your tanks in 200 worthless bodies. <laughs> the enemy kill, but so many. You can't possibly deep strike close enough to take him out with multi-melters. There's 18 inches of a blade of wounds in the way. <laughs> of course, I have a feeling the Night Lords wouldn't complain at that. Look, the, the Night Lords have complained about that. That's true. <laughs> I've That's right. given uh, Night Haunter the bayonet before. That's right. Nova. Yeah. Old Nova. Yeah. But yeah, that was a nice little uh, Monday morning pick-me-up that I seriously needed this week. Yeah, it's it was delightful. It was delightful. Uh, and the other pick-me-up, I know we're not a 40K podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, but the new Black Templar guy. I'm not going to talk about the Primaris. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, like, 40, 40K is fine. I'm not hating on anybody. But, like, I don't care. Um, it's not what you play. It's not what I play. Other people uh, play and enjoy it, and more power to But them. one, that upgrade sprue. Yep. Delightful. Um most of that stuff is actually 30k compliant, right? Um yeah, there's a fancy shotguns. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff for your scouts. Uh there's a bunch of cool heads. There's a bunch of Black Templar shoulder pads if you want a fancy Black Templar yeah, squad. I'm, I will say I'm a little bit confused with the scout arms and upgrades. Huh? Are they specifically to upgrade like I guess the scout Black Templar uh, Primaris scout models? Do they not come with shotguns originally? Presumably not. It's just weird to have parts of a multi-part in a separate upgrade kit for a specific thing, but... Yeah, especially because they don't have any Black Templar stuff. Yeah, like there's no primary... There's no They're basic primary scouts. So yeah. I'm a little confused at that, but maybe all will, all will be revealed later on. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they've got a kick-ass sword. Uh, yeah, I'm always a couple a fan of gas swords in here. The executioner sword yep. uh, with the flat tip because yeah. it ain't made for that, right? Put a little mercury in it to help your swing. Steven was excited with the uh, that beautiful uh, shroud banner. God, him and me too. And there's also a head 
holding a skull yeah. by the chain. Like it's it's like a relic. There's a, there's a couple of those actually. Now a couple hands, yeah, with relics. And yeah, Stephen was getting real excited with his word bearers. And honestly, I don't blame him. Yeah, there's some stuff that looks like, you know, if you want a thigh bone or like a skeleton hand just like nailed to your armor, we've got bits for that now. Yep. You add some stuff to your night lords, your word bearers. They got a there's even a Mark II helmet. Yeah, the, the Crusader helm. Crusader's helm, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but no, the coolest thing about this, where did he go, <laughs> uh, is there's a very hefty space marine. The Castellan. Yeah. Which, yeah. interestingly enough, is just the Castellan. Um, yeah. He's not described as a Primaris anybody. Not a Primaris Castellan, which is, apparently there is a Primaris Castellan model too, so. Yeah. Um, which is a little weird for those of you that have been, you know, living in the 40K space. Uh, if he is indeed a regular Space Marine, I think he's the first regular Space Marine they've made since Primaris Marines became a thing. Um, and honestly, like what well, one. He's, he's, he's well, yeah, go ahead. He's from the old artwork. Yes. Um, yep. An old, uh, who was it, Blanche? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Blanche. Yeah, like the third edition Black Templar Codex. Uh, it's a beautiful model. Uh, dude with a combi flamer and a power axe. Uh, the the old school type, you know, with the cable that runs back to the backpack. Yeah. He's got a bunch of cables. Uh, so many cables. And there's nothing, I mean, shit ton of skulls as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he'd make a great, like chaplain for any 30k army under the sun. Um, I'd see a sweet ass warmonger would be pretty cool too. Oh fuck yeah, good warmonger, a praetor if you're feeling real froggy. Uh, yeah, he's just a super super cool model. Because uh, let's see, he's he's not wearing a Primaris backpack. He's not wearing Mark 10 armor. He's certainly not in Mark 10. Um, and everything is weird enough. Like he's got greaves. Yeah, uh, but there's also a lot of the studs uh, on the knee, on the knee, I get a or very, not the knees, like the upper thigh. Yeah, I get a very big uh, Mark V chest plate vibe from it. Yeah, yeah. The greaves are a little Mark Seven ish, just because they're the flared, flat ones. Or uh, no, it could be Mark Six. Yeah, they could be Mark Six greaves. And again, they're so ornate. Um, it's I mean, definitely like, artificer armor, no matter which. Yeah, like it. me personally, <laughs> I throw you know, 40 K power armor into my guys that are in artificer armor. Cause Hey man. Yeah, of course that that's why it's better armor. Like, look yeah. at that. <laughs> um, and this guy just takes that to the hilt. Yeah. These shoulder pads are fucking the, nuts. <laughs> the skull shoulder pads that have a bunch of little skulls to make up the trim. Like, I'm really curious to see if those are uh, replaceable. Cause while I do like them, it looks like at least You're almost a little too much. <laughs> I would guess that the axe one might be. I don't know about the other one. It's hard but to the say. The axe one looks like a separate piece. But again, you never know. And I have a feeling like if you did put regular shoulder pads on him, it'd look kind of silly because he is a wide boy. Yeah, he's he's like chunk. chest. Like that is a full blown barrel chest. Yeah, he's real cool. Um Yeah. And endless possibilities with him from a 30k perspective. Yeah. And like He's got just a weird helmet that wouldn't look out of place on a tech marine. 
Tamarine, uh, Iron Warriors. Yeah, good Iron Warriors helmet. And of course, that's going to be a separate bit. So if you really want to bring him into that heresy, just give him a Mark, like, a Mark two or three helmet would probably look best. Yeah, might have the green stuff up a little bit of a neck, because I have a feeling that thing would just be kind of sunk back in there. But, you know, yeah, maybe it's hard but, to say. I, I really need yeah. to see this thing in person. I'm definitely going to pick this guy up. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a beautiful model. Always on the lookout for new 30K minis. And the way he's holding that axe is just nice and simple to do any uh, weapon swap if you really wanted to. Yep, yep. Not hard at all. It's got got a nice little grip. You can slice it off right there and put whatever you want on there if uh, an axe isn't your thing. I mean, I'm a space wolf player, so that's what he's going to have. And, of course, you can't go wrong with Combi Flamer. I know some people like fancier weapons on their boss men's, but... Again, you could... You don't get your boss man for shooting. You get your boss man for chopping. Exactly. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm pretty happy with this model. It's really neat. Very unique. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that back po- backpack is easily swapped out, too, if you don't want all the uh, extra stuff there. Yeah. Oh, and I think for you as a uh, Dark Angels fan, uh-huh. uh, there might even be a couple of those uh, shield transfers that would work for you. Oh, you mean in the, in the uh, upgrade kit? Yeah, in the upgrade kit. It comes with a, you know, your traditional Splat Templar upgrade transfer sheet. Yeah. But the bottom, like, third of it is nothing but shield designs. Yeah. That would be pretty handy. Yeah. I'd say about about half of them have that Templar cross somewhere on them, but a good amount don't. And even then, you know, on the table, you just see it as, yeah. you know. And there's a good, you know, they're all that red, white, black, a dark angels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little something for everybody. Yeah, and again, all Monday. sorts of different heads too. Good Monday, indeed. Oh yeah, that's pretty much all I had to talk about today. It's a little shorter than normal, but if we didn't squeeze in, it's not our normal uh, scheduled uh, recording day. So mm-hmm. we're doing what we can for the fans. That's right, <laughs> for the fans. And speaking of our fans, once again, I'd like to thank all our patrons who support us with our podcast. If you enjoy our program and would like to become a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k. And with that, we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chaplanisar, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner Dutry of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Sar Luther, and What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gorecrow, Queen Corswain, and Scott LeMay. And our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, Mr. Sear, Nick Gillen, and the Zoi. Oh, and what do I call myself? Once again, thank you all so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. And if you like this program, you can find us over at Facebook, possibly, and Twitter at RR30K Podcast. Instagram, possibly, at RR30K. Be sure to go over to our website, RR30K.com, where you can find a list of all our programs, uh, cool, neat rules for Horus Heresy and Battlefleet Gothic, including Battlefleet Heresy. Austin and Stevens homebrew stupid big set of books <laughs> where they just basically homebrewed all the heresy stuff and 
utilized it for Battlefleet Gothic. Worth a shot. Check it out. We also have some uh, episodes here for Lost Transmissions, which we got some coming down the line. Patrons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stand by. You'll be, should be getting them very soon. And I think that's everything I got. Got anything to plug, Austin? Uh, no. Although I was going back through that upgrade sprue, and yeah. they have a sword that you can nail to the side of your tank. Uh, <laughs> Even better. And a multi-melter for your tank? That's what that multi-melter is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh... Apparently the other tanks don't get multi-melts. Something for everybody, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's all I got. All sorts of fun stuff. All right, well, with that, everyone, stay safe out there. Keep those dice rolling, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.